Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast, where I bring a new guest on each episode to have a conversation and a coffee. This podcast is brought to you to enlighten other people's stories, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast in the new studio. First guest in the new studio is Finch. Uh, Finch, I had, so gracing, I had the grace the new studio. <laughs> I, know, I, feel it. I know you... A while now, I'd say. I'm very familiar with you since you've come onto the music scene, um, which is a bit of a shock because nobody ever probably knew you had this hidden talent. I mean, journalism was your passion. It was something that you wanted to pursue, but there's also another passion, and it's music. And for people that don't know who you are or people that still they've heard of you, but they don't really know how you even got involved in this or how it's come to now that you've released an album, I just want to use this opportunity to get people to get a little insight into how Finch began and was born and how we're here now so like so musically i like always been interested in like hip-hop and stuff and very lyrically based music but had no musical kind of ability Mm -hmm. to speak of really and like it's been years like like from teenagers didn't do anything like was writing but writing in different kind of contexts be it like creative writing or like going into journalism or like studying it in college so it was always like word-based things that I would do, but it was never an extension of that. There was never a performance aspect to it. And like, so what happened when I started was, I'd always say like, boys, I'm gonna be the best rapper in Dublin. Tell you, I'm the best <laughs> rapper in Dublin. Nobody knows. Uh, and everybody's like, shut, shut up, like you're, you're lying. And I was like, oh, no, nah, but tell you, facts. Uh, and I was quite clearly lying. Um, and but I always saying like ah release them or release them and everybody was like well do it like yeah. what are you waiting for yeah exactly like what like are you gonna wait for something to just come down like some divine intervention and everything sort of came in a perfect storm for me I was like just turned twenty one I was going into the last year of college and I just left my job at Spar and I was like lads if I don't do it now I'll have I'll have enough time in my hands to do something now. So I released Burner, which was the first song, uh, first song ever put out, ever wrote really, like like properly wrote, like sat down and thought about it, recorded, and then put it out one night, late July 2017. And it, it did like much better than I expected. Like, so I, I thought like the barometer of success was nobody to think I was like crap at it. Um, and I'm sure people did think I was crap at it, but nobody said it to me, and that was the key point. Mm-hmm. That was their mistake. I can relate to that. They, they, that was their mistake. They should have told me, I'd nip it in the bud straight away. But so they now, didn't. And now we're two years deep, and they can't help it. No. But uh, I had sent it off to District Magazine, so Eric Davidson, and I had always, I'd been reading District sort of ever since they came up and were kind of the bastions of urban music in Ireland mm-hmm. and kind of alternate culture. Um, so I knew that like, if I wanted a new, if I had a new song, that was the place to go. So I sent it off to Eric, the editor, and he loved it. Like threw it straight up, like tuning on to like a best tunes of the month or whatever it was. And I was Which like, is huge. I was gas. I was like, what? It's like I only started this about two weeks ago. Like, yeah. and then it just went from there. Uh, released another song, Odds, and that was with my long long term. Uh, Collaborator Seabaz or Labrax or Connor Barry, as he's as he's known, he's got a load of different pseudonyms, which I appreciate because then he can switch up the conversation every I now. I follow and him now. I've through you. I follow him. I followed his Instagram. I'm looking at him, and you know, you've got all these really interesting people around you supporting you because it is a business. It is an industry that yes, you have the talent lyrically. You know, you have the talent. Then y- your performance is there too. I seen the the side of Pygmalion not so long ago you were out and you'd like 
a, a massive group of people out on the street drinking, watching you up on a table or something, rapping. You know, you have the talent, it's there, but there's a lot of people in the background you, that make yeah. this happen, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, like, talent is, like, it's good for a load of things. Like, listen, you got you got to have some nous about you to do it, but there's a, lot, there's a lot of cases, especially, like, you can't do it by yourself. You absolutely cannot do it by yourself. You can try your best, but it'll all get on top of you too quickly and then you'll sort of falter or you'll just go, ah, this isn't for me. I was going to say, you, you'd lose the fun end of it, the, the yeah, it fun just, aspect yeah, of it everything, be everything, too stressful. Yeah, everything just becomes then a chore to do rather than something that you genuinely feel as though is yeah. either your calling or something that you enjoy. So, like, Seba's one of the first people to like go, oh, we should do something together. And then we did, and then we did more and more. And he's like, like four of the tracks on this, EP wouldn't exist without him. Like he produced he, them. Yeah, exactly. So he was the lad driving it. And then obviously from my own end, and then through District, then, so when I released that first track, then released the second track, uh, got a gig. They organised organized a night in the South William. Um, it, was, it was like September 2017. So there was a load, there was a load of people, a load of really good acts on that. In night. less than six months. Oh, like even like less than that. I had to go on Eric's RTE 2XM show oh, do a live session. Yeah, that was. But that was like poetry. I'm not. I'm being honest. You weren't even. Sometimes rap is aggressive and it's in yeah. your face. Well, like you that, just spoke it well. That time, that time, I was. Oh, I was in bits. Like there, this is this is way before I went back. Like so, I'd gone back there a few more times thereafter to either perform or do more things. First time I did it, I was I was in bits. Like I was in proper bits. I, I in what sense? I just couldn't remember anything, and I'd never performed. I'd never done any you were performance. Put on the spot though, that was your first kind of. Yeah, well, I, I I had I had I had anticipated it, but I never like I was like. It's happening. Oh yeah, it's happening. Like I'm on. Like, Surreal. I'm 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 in RTE doing this. This is this has happened way too. Quickly. I know what you mean. It's overwhelming. Like I've done something like that before too, and I was I was required to remember certain lines or something if I was speaking at an event, and I did, I only said like half the lines. Yeah. But it went fine. But when I got home, then I was my worst uh, critic. Critic. Yeah. You know, I'm so well, you notice all the things you're doing wrong, but everybody else goes, oh well done, class. Brilliant. Yeah. And you're and like, you did. yeah, it was like, oh, grand. Like yeah. Well, I mean. Where did the name Finch come from? Well, it's been my nickname since, well, I started secondary school, so that's 11 years now. Uh, and it was because I used to play ball for Pat's underage, and I was called Fridge, because I was cool under pressure. <laughs> and then when I went to Temple Oak, I started playing rugby, and the rugby coach was like, that's, that's a terrible nickname. Uh, you remind me of my friend Finch. And it was literally, because this, like, 30, he reminded him 30, of 30 year old man, this 12-year-old boy reminded him of his mate, and that was his mate's nickname, and now it's my nickname, and now it's now it's me artist name now as well. Yeah. Shout out to that torch, your old yeah, man. Yeah, big, big up Dara, big up Dara, <laughs> wherever you are now, baby. It's all thanks to Dara. But um, firstly, Bucky's pens and loose ends. You know, that's the EP. It's just come out on the 7th of October, am I right? 11th. 11th, 11th right? October. I knew about it from the 7th. That's what it was. I feel like I got there a sneak peek. <laughs> but um, I just want to quickly just pay, uh, just play a little, you know. 20-30 seconds from it so people get a little bit of a taste of what's you know what's involved when, on this EP when you turn it on this is what you hear first yeah. this sea bass worker it is indeed it is indeed the man himself
I feel so weird listening to yourself. I was just going to ask you that. I'm still going to ask you that. Lord knows that it'd be like that. Act as my potentials at its end. Like facts is detrimental. I'd be better with a be so lax. Saving myself would be the main thing. So preservation and selfish is like the same thing. Always open. I'm hoping I'm ever changing. It's really good. It's really good. Congratulations on it too, by the way. Thank you very much for that. I think it deserves a little bit more credit than it's getting. It's it's blown up on social media at the moment. I mean, everybody's sharing it all everywhere. But I mean, there's so many people out there that don't really know how long you've been working on this, how much time and effort went into producing this, so then we can enjoy it. Then, but what I want to ask you is, and I'm glad you said it while it was playing. How does it feel listening back to your own voice? Weird. I still find it weird. So weird. Listening back to podcasts that I'm in. I do nearly skip past my own parts to listen to the guests. You yeah, know what I mean? I'd say you're exactly right. Like I, I, I think it's just kind of, there's something that's ingrained in you. Like you, you hate the sound of your own voice. Yeah. I don't know the psychology around it, but I like. I think I, I know what it is, right? I, I've created this analogy of what it is. I think we have in our head an image and a perception of what we sound like. So yeah. what we think we sound like. And then we listen to ourselves, and then it's like, no, that's not. Yeah, what I it just thought. completely breaks down all those, yeah. all those perceptions of what you thought you were. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like it's like that. There's where is it? a camera obscura in in Edinburgh has like, oh, here's a regular mirror, and here's what you actually look like, and. For all intents and purposes, I think they're the exact same, but you can tell a difference in the second one compared to the first one. It's just kind of like, it's all that perception, you know. It's all mentally as yeah. well. It's just it's in your mind, really. It's just. In your head, you look away and you talk away and you might come across away. But if you watch a video of yourself, you're like, "Geez, that's what Is I look like." Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's weird. But I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this now. When this goes out, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. What? No, but I think what? look at this scruffy head on him. <laughs> now, a large portion of my followers already know who you are, and I know that for for sure. Especially where I went to school, or you know where we grew up yeah, in Drimley. Exactly, yeah. um, but. You know, you're a massive football fan. I, I am. Same I am. Pats fan. We were only at a game. I, I seen you there at the game uh, up in Shamrock Rovers Stadium. But when I just kind of think of other kind of hobbies you have, and you're at what age are you now? 23. 23 now. So, you know, this all began 21. 21, yeah. So, yeah. So it's only really two years it's really kicked off and yeah. it's got to a stage where now, right, I'm going to actually go full time with this in a sense. You're still working, but give it your all. Oh, Whereas in the past, yeah. it might have been when you were only throwing it out there and people were saying, just do it. You were hemming and hawing, you were yeah. probably doubting yourself or saying, you know, am I actually up for, for this? And now it's got to a stage now where one of many EPs to come, albums to come, and shows and gigs, no, 100%, it'll definitely happen. But um, I'd love to just kind of get a little bit more of an insight into, you know, how you even, who inspired you like to even come up with this thought and just say it to a group of friends. Where did the whole love for music or passion for music come from? Well, I like so like from way young, like just kind of my outlaw always playing tunes in the gaff. Now it's all the clash and it's the jam and stuff. All very, but all very lyrically sort of infused tunes. Like so, I was always big on the words in the actual songs, and that kind of informed me. Now listening to all the bands that he would play in the gaff incessantly then informed me to kind of go to the likes of say like mid 90s indie so like blur oasis and that then to like arctic monkeys and then i can't remember like what age i must have been about 15 14 15 when i started proper getting into hip-hop like really i used to always kind of sort of not dismiss it but i'd always be like oh man modern hip-hop is crap like it's terrible mm. like 
not the case whatsoever. I just was listening to the wrong. Th anything that was on the radio at the time was just like the lowest common denominator. Like I wasn't listening to Kendrick at that stage. And then when you started listening to Kendrick, you're like, oh my god, this Kendrick is was there. You just weren't listening. I wasn't listening to him. Yeah, exactly. Like these these like great artists were there and they were plugging away, but I was too sort of focused on say whatever was getting played on radio and it was like it was bad. Pop. Yeah, it's pop pop rap and like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it sells records, that's kinda of exactly. what it is. Exactly and it's it wasn't overplayed. It wasn't what I was into. I, I would have been I would have been more so about Underground. The, just lyrical content more so than anything else. And lyrics don't particularly sell. Now you can have a nice sort of combination of both, which is what like a Kendrick would actually eventually end up doing like or J. Cole or J. Cole yeah like these these acts that you know you're not gonna like a Jay-Z who sort of crossed over as well like you're still getting something from his actual lyrical content you're not saying oh that's just he's saying nothing in that like I hear stories and this this really kind of makes me so shocked to think how big rap is like Nas like I heard his album I think it was was it it was written or was it Illmatic but it was studied in a, in a college Illmatic's in Harvard, like, like it's, yeah. I remember, like, that's one of the first albums I ever remember, like, remember exactly where I was, what I was doing when I listened to it. It's a real juxtaposition. I was, so I was listening to Illmatic, I downloaded it on my iPod, and we were going to my cousin's gaff in Mead. So I turned it on, like, so you turn off the N4, or whatever it is, just into Kilcock, and then you take the bypass road all the way to Summerhill. So I turned it on just before you get to Kilcock, and then somewhere in the countryside is when it stopped and like this is all about Queensbridge stuff and I'm like this is unbelievable like I'd I knew how good the album was obviously because I was at that stage I was studying hip-hop yeah and I knew how good it was just never listened to it before and then when I listened to it I was like oh my god this is unbelievable yeah I think like when you think of such a young guy who was growing up in the project and then had all this knowledge in his head of how the street works exactly how you know drugs are a sense of income for families and yeah. you know crime is how most of the people are getting by are making a, a means but he puts you in the position like if you were to close oh, your eyes and yeah. listen to the album you'd I felt like, like I was like, in Queensbridge not you know what I mean? yeah it's mad it's crazy it's like it's such a like the tapestry of it is mad and yeah. it just that like being engrossed in a piece of art is like it's something that as I do it I want to replicate it like mm -hmm. and I and, like in any way, shape, or form, if I can get a percent of that, half a percent, I'll be delighted. Because mm -hmm. it's a masterpiece, and it's a masterpiece in storytelling, it's a masterpiece in how you piece together different aspects of, like, the lyricism in it is brilliant. Like, you know, everybody always says, I never sleep, because sleep is the cousin of death. Like, he was like 18 when he wrote that. Like, what was I doing at 18? Like, no, not writing stuff. When you stuff. actually break that down, that's crazy. It's, a, it's like, imagine having, like, imagine thinking that. Like, imagine having that thought in your head. Mm -hmm. Now, like, I, I can't fathom it. I would have had to get into that position, and even at that, in a million years, I would have never age. I would have never come up with that. Like, you know? when you hear, like, if I rule the world with Lauren Hill, like, he's actually speaking of, like, in his mind, what the perfect what world is. What utopia is, yeah. And it's like, you're, you're, like, you're 21, crazy, like, crazy, it's mad. Yeah. But th that's the thing, and I, I, I always felt like that was almost the most important thing. Is when I was listening to hip hop, it was always the lyricism and stuff. But my 
sort of I inform myself and the world around me over what people are doing around the corner from me. That's how I always feel. It's like same with sport. I like listen. I, I support other teams around the world. I'm a Pats fan though. Like. Mm -hmm. Cause Richmond, Richmond Park is home. Richmond Park is home. Like it's it ten, is, it's yeah. ten minutes down the road from me. But were you a kid walking across that bridge to Michael's estate? Like, were you going back to a really young age? You made that walk of a Friday night to watch the game. Yeah, I. Well, I. That's part of you. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I made my outfit come to the match with me. He didn't bring me down. Mostly, it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. It's the journalism as well because mm -hmm. studying that in college and having a passion for that, and obviously, I'd say. You know, I'd imagine you've done very well in English in school. You oh, know, I wasn't, that wasn't too bad. I would imagine you did. Your vocabulary is very impressive. But when you bring that back into rapping and you bring yeah. that back into your form of art, you just, you just, you know, succeed in that so well because it's something you're passionate about anyway. Writing on paper, typing something down is something that you have a skill at clearly anyway, but it's just in a different context. And I think you're fulfilling one end of a passion, but you're also... Oh yeah, completely. Cracking I, into your, your, how would you say, your creative side? Creative side, completely, yeah. I, when you, stu like, studying journalism, like, you have things like inverted pyramid where you go, like, all, all the big information's at the top and all the little information is at the bottom. I don't like news-based journalism particularly. Like, I know how to do it. It's pretty, like, it's, it genuinely is. Once you get a formula for it, it's not that difficult. It's like maths. Like, it's basically mm -hmm. like, this is what you need to get out of it. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like. There's an agenda. It, it's it's just it's the way it's the way it's the way news is filtered through. In like, like, you look at the RTE, you look at the Independent, like any of their short news stories. It's like, here's all the news, here's all the info, and as you read down, you get less and less info. But it informs you. It gives a gives a like sort of whole view of the story. Grabs your attention and then just keeps. And you. then it fit, and then you filter down, you filter down. Like that's the way it is, but. It's a formula, mm -hmm. whereas when you write, say, music, or you write different forms of, like, say, like a Gonzo journalism. So you look at like a Hunter S. Thompson or someone who would write, and he's a journalist. But you're reading it, and you're like, and you're you're learning things as you're reading it. But you're like, this is mad. Like, this is mad. Like, how can you how could you possibly be able to write in this kind of way yet still inform people? Like, that was always my most like the most interesting ways to kind of get a story across. And in journalism, I like like say feature stories. Or like long form, like proper, well thought out. Like, here's everything you need to know, but we're not going to beat you over the head with it. Here's it's expanded out for you. Easy that's, to digest. Exactly. That's how I like stories. Like just as as a basic form. Mm -hmm. So when you like think about it, like rappers, like it's storytelling. It's the art storytelling. Like. Yours certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, and and I, I I don't I don't I don't think I can cock like mad diatribes of going down and giving you the real like not like a Nas let's say mm -hmm. but I, I like to take different elements of a story mm -hmm. and then just kind of give it a whole view mm -hmm. but you kind of plant a seed in somebody's head and let them make something of it oh yeah completely you seem to kind of you drop in a line and then the person might listen and go I'll take this from that another person might go you know what actually I thought he was coming across and saying this like I reckon tea, I like yeah I reckon go milk teeth I like then you get you then you get a bit of that's actually been featured quite a lot it's so like people I, like I, I read it. your Instagram story today and someone was like what's it mean and you were like walking home from Diva that's yeah I'm telling you yeah I'm telling you let's find that one out so Marcus Woods, how does he come into this? He's the he's producer. producer. He's, the, he's the one that concocts the formula, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. the one that he's the one that gives me the scope to go and so do he, it. So you've got Connor Barry on the fourth four tracks yeah. and Marcus Woods on the final. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, let's play away. The 
it's probably one of your personal favourites, is it? Oh, I actually love this song. Like, honest to God, I uh, don't know what. Like, I think this is the first one I wrote for the whole EP as well. Actually, it just kind of fit in well with the whole yeah. narrative. And it's last. There you go. Exactly. You know, you get a nice, nice Finish little. Finish on a nice like, subtle song, yeah. Lewis tracks to destinations Never face with adversity Merely contemplated All decisions ever made within the time frame Drive myself insane regarding all the ways that I've changed Cut loose and I throw shapes tremendous A heavy set dude, the flow types tremendous But never grow to be a big rap star Professionally wishing I was back up in the span of my scratch ahead I don't wish that at all by the way I love that, <laughs> I love that reference since fucking Brennan's bread Trying to reach my peak as though I'm tackling the sugar loaf I can't be asked to get up out of bed I don't have any hope Honing on the flaws I got Bet you have a cup of milk Undermined any trade I've had That you considered skill Feeling myself merely a feeling that I rarely have Ready up the bag This 20-something lad is feeling sad Cross wires on lips, lips That's that sea bass going in, fucking post like. So, so when we were doing it, like, I was like, uh, like, we'll executive produce it so we everything flows properly. And I was like, I have this song with Ryan. It's probably gonna be the closer. And I was like, so if you figure out a way to kind of like piece everything together, uh, he was like, yeah, no bother, no bother. And then like I got it back and he was like, yeah, threw a little bit of fucking reverb over the top of it. <laughs> I, was like, I know, I knew you would. Like. But you notice how long I played that one for because I have to say, you know. Obviously, Bucky's Pens and Loose Ends, the intro song to the whole EP is good, but that one there, I feel like some of the things you're saying I can relate to, like even walking Lewis tracks to get to your destination. I mean, in Drimna, when the Lewis was made, that everybody in Drimna, I can literally say, exactly, I'm not yeah. even going to speak for Crumlin or Walking Sound because I don't think they can even relate. Drimna, the Lewis was like it's a culture. The also, also, yeah, and it's a very important point you make as well. It's like Drimna is forgotten about. Right, and let me tell you why. Because the Lewis is the only thing that recognises. Now, Dublin bus has a few routes that, ah. that says Drimna on it, right? There's I'm not a street sign. There's not a, like, a regular sign to tell you where you're going. It's always Crumlin Hospital, Crumlin, Walkinstown, Inchicore. Crumlin Village. No Drimna, anywhere. And like... The best thing that happened was Michael Carruth Stone at the end of the Morn Road Roundabout. Stop! Why is it called Carruth Roundabout? But and, and listen, and I love the I love I love the Carruths. I love the Carruths. Amazing gold but, medalist, but exactly. He, I don't think he's from Drimna. Brilliant family. The, the no. club is Drimna. Is Drimna, yeah. His but, father Austin, but but not to say that it doesn't belong to him. But I'm just saying, like, oh no, I, I, we need I more of that. It, I find it weird. I, I do find it weird. But like, he's Peter's road. It's like, fine, he's it's Peter's fine. road. But another thing, up the road from you, Erigal Shops, mm -hmm. Dublin City Council now. They're going around doing this amazing project. Don't know where it came from. Don't know who invented it. But they're painting all of the, oh, electricity. the electricity boxes. But one just at Erigal Shops now has a couple of Drimna well-known legends exactly, like yeah. Ashlyn Daly, like out of SBG Gym. She lived on Kilworth yeah, Road. Yeah. But they painted all of these people on it. And I just thought that was nice that you can walk by and appreciate some of the best people to come out. I think Brian Kerr is on Brian it. Brian Kerr be on it, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Eamon Coughlin and so yeah. world, world champions. Like that's the kind of thing. Like. You forget that about Drimna. Like people, sometimes people just forget it about mm -hmm. Drimna. Like they, they might think one thing about it, but like you see the amount of 
of great people, great successful people like Gabriel Byrne as well. Mm. Like you look at, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's mad, isn't I it? Didn't know that. It's like it's it's genuinely mad when you tell people like the amount of. Sort I don't of, think he'd be telling much people that. Ah, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that kind of thing. It's like you you do forget about yeah, it. Yeah, but and crime and what happened in the past has kind of ripped the name up in in. Several but that's why ways. those those kind of projects they 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 put in context just like just how like, great a place it is yeah and you know what like i was in new york there two or three years ago um i think it was march actually 2017 and we were in new york and we were coming through chelsea on a tour bus a hop on hop off bus and the reason i say this you'll understand now in a second we were coming by soho on the left where like the mafia would have ran at one point yeah and you look down and now you've got music shop art shop bakeries you know you've got like very bohemian coffee shops like yeah. bohemian exactly right somebody asked the question like was this not where we say i don't know al capone or all these yeah was this not where they were and it's like it was but david bowie jimi hendrix they all bought apartments up here they started bringing in the culture the bohemian type yeah culture. exactly and all these gangsters and all of these criminals and drug dealers just quickly right let's get out of here and the hipster type yeah culture took over yeah, that's kind of happening in some now, areas I, now. I would, I would like love if that happens. Now, there's a very important point where you get to where you look at like a Stony Vatter or something, where it's just Ranked one one of the best places to live in the world. Yeah, but are people from like my granny is from Arbor Hill, like or was from Arbor Hill? Rest in peace, Moira. But uh, like she was from Arbor Hill. Guarantee if her family lived there now, and like for all intents and purposes, the socio socioeconomic. Uh, circumstances were the same she would have been in that bracket she wouldn't have been able to afford there so I agree it, and I agree you need to have I think it's it's very important to try regenerate places like Portobello it's very important to regenerate places mm -hmm. but there's also it, there has to be an impetus to kind of protect the people that are there and people of a certain like uh, like certainly you need to just try protect certain aspects of society I think Drimnet is one of these places that might be sort of pseudo forgotten, like, and obviously now there's a, there's a is a bit more happening, but what is happening? Kind like, of? it's just there. There is a case of people are now buying houses, like people who would be making per annum quite a lot, are now buying gaffs in and around Drimnet just because of location. Because of location, the, Lewis, the bus, yeah, exactly. the children's hospital. You have all that there for you, right? But they never did before for whatever reason. Like it does, it's 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 inconsequential. But what that does then is that prices out, say, a family right beside them who aren't particularly well off yet might have like one parent working, three kids going on the go. What that does then is that say their rent goes up, and it's 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 all like it's systemic. a domino effect, which exactly. is actually terrible for the people that might not which to say, but fit under that bracket. Yeah, and I just I think Dublin, like obviously, we have a huge problem with it, and. It's 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 important that you look after every single person mm -hmm. in in the city. I I find like it's, it's one it's one thing that I'd find like extremely important. And obviously because it's driven, it's because where I'm from. Um, it's like, passion, isn't it? Exactly. And, and like my parents are like we were lucky. We bought the gaff at the right time. They, well, they bought the gaff at the right time. And boy, and, um, I yeah, came I came along soon thereafter. But I see where you're coming from. Like I mean. If they hadn't have, then you wouldn't have grown up in Drimna. Exactly. So it's, it was timing for them. It was luck. Yeah. It was, you know, trust in the process. And they happened to get that house. If they were to buy that house now and we weren't sitting here now yeah. having that conversation, you could be looking into the 400,000s. Which is mad. Which thing. is double what some people bought back 
Uh, like I, I wonder about like like inflation and whatever, yeah. like whatever they bought it for, and it was five figures. It wasn't six, mm-hmm. like in ninety in ninety six. Mm-hmm. So that was five, it was a five figure gaff, mm-hmm. not a six figure gaff. What that is now, and it's probably nowhere near what people are wanting it to be worth now. It's all a bubble, though, and will eventually crash. But the problem is, is that it crashed eleven years ago, mm-hmm. and people were left on their arse. Mm-hmm. And the people who caused it didn't actually be, weren't actually reprimanded for it. Like there's a whole like listen, it's a whole fucking huge yeah, what, thing. What, why we can have this conversation, and I'm going to say it openly, and I think you'll agree with me, is we didn't go to school where we lived. We went to school yeah. in a different area, so we seen both sides of the coin. Which I is, seen which both is, sides yeah, of exactly, the coin. Which is yeah, exactly. Which is which is why I love where I went to school. Like a lot of people will say, "Would you go? Temp- Would you go Temple Oak?" I was like, well, I'm from, I know people from Dreamland, of course, I grew up there, I have best mates from there. I know everything, like, not everything that goes on, but I know what goes on around it. You've seen a different world. Exactly. So you go and you inform your worldview by talking to different people from different areas, like, so my best mates are from, like, Talla, from Temple Oak, from Green Hills, from Fairhouse, from Drimna, from Crumlin, like, they... What that does is when you inform your worldview, you realise that like not every person from an affluent neighbourhood is just a posh snob. Not everybody from Dream is a scumbag. 100%. And like that's the great thing about it. There like, were things like I found really weird to understand. Like growing up in Drimna, like every Christmas you had to have Christmas clothes, you had to have Easter clothes, yeah. you had to have a new outfit for St. Patrick's Day. You know, on your birthday you got all this stuff like and that's great. But like when I was like palling around with certain people that were living in a different area and like I was like, what, what are you getting, like, Christmas clothes? Like, and they'd be like, and they'd be like no. no, man, like, I'm not getting that. And I'd be like, but they'd be like, I'm getting this. And I'd be like, all right, but you get clothes. Like, yeah. no, what do I need clothes for? Because they, be- they just got clothes. Like, just, it's a case of, like, say, whoever might be a guardian in your family wants you to come across as best as possible. But they can't, they can't tailor that all the time. They can only do it at certain intervals, you know. That makes a lot of sense. And I didn't look at it that way. That's, but that, that's why. So that's why Christmas. So these clothes, guys were getting clothes nearly every month. That's, but that's why. Yeah, they, it, it was almost like no, not to say that they were like no, it could have been think, different. I think broken up into four times a year, splashing money you, on you these realize, Yeah, like wow. you know, you would get like clobber the odd time, like like. But that's because your man got no, the pennies I, and get you like yeah, I agree. You know, get, get, like get you like a t-shirt or something like, just to keep the wardrobe yeah. taking over. But like I can these honestly, were, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, but these were intervals where you were in control, and your man was like, "Whatever you like, you know." And, and that, it was like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was like you almost have free reign. It was great, Craig. Yeah, no, but great. that, but that's why it's it's all. Listen, I we see in both sides. Yeah, exactly. We love to. It, we'd love to live in a. a and in I a, think I have more respect now for some of the people that might have had clothes that they didn't get new outfit on Christmas or whatever it was. I I, I relate. But that goes but that goes like yeah. that goes like there's people who did that but they were like well off or they lived in an affluent area or whatever. But there's also people that like lived around our area, they weren't getting Christmas clothes because nobody couldn't, couldn't afford yeah. they couldn't afford they could barely afford the roof mm-hmm. over their head. They didn't like they couldn't afford new clothes. I also find like too you see people going down certain roads and it might be a bad road and some people might go down a good road. I all I like often think some people and I'm not making excuses or justifying why they might do certain things but some people choose a path or go down a road just because of their environment oh yeah like they can't really help from how they were reared up and what they seen in their household what they seen out on the streets the crowd they spent time with the company they kept in school like they were all influences around yeah, them that it's 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 like shaped it's, them. you know the way you're like like rotten apples spoil the whole barrel like sometimes it's not 
apples that do it. Like it's what Emma Kerwin says. Like it's not the apples that spoil it. Sometimes it's the barrel itself, that. you know. And I that's that. that kind of thing. Like that wasn't me who said that. By no, the way, like that was it. Emma. That was Emma Kerwin. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, dead right, you know. And those kind of things occur, and it's 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 lamentable, but people need to learn from it, mm -hmm. you know. People like when you grow up in certain environments certain people will either try to emulate or some people will try to escape. Mm -hmm. It's all about a perspective and that's and you're informed by everything that goes on in your environment as well. So it's where you go to, where you go to school, who you hang around who you hang around with, where you frequent, all those kind of things. Like and it would be very like it'd be handy if you could just boil it down into one thing and go, Oh well that's where you're going wrong, change that you'd be grand because mm -hmm. like it's not, it's, people are complex. I like, know, I know. I think it was a very interesting chat and we, how we ended up talking about it, I don't know, but it, it's great because I'm glad we got to kind of relate in how we lived in an area, loved living in the area. I loved living in Dreamland. I love Dreamland. Absolutely loved where I grew up and I would never change it, ever, if I had a second chance. But it was also nice to see a different side of yeah, Dublin. Exactly. You know? exactly. Let's jump into a quiz. Ooh, quiz! Um, First few questions are just for yourself, just more personal. Okay. Second set of questions are five questions. They're I'm gonna have to hide this one. Hide them, hide they them. are um, rap questions, and okay. you know they're gonna be just testing your knowledge. Not that you need to be tested, but I would like to see how well up on this you are. Okay. So, first question for you is right. your favorite rapper of all time. Yes. Uh, sometimes it changes. It changes. Uh, Kendrick, Andre 3000. Um, yeah, they're the two that are always in my top yeah, five. 100%. Always in my top five. So Kendrick or Kanye? Kendrick. Why? Better rapper. Like Kanye, obviously the whole kind of production aspect of it and yeah, like marketing. And but until Kendrick really like has a bad album, mm -hmm. I can't. I can't. No, I can't. 100%. I can't go. I can't go okay, against Kendrick. Can't I go against Kendrick. Um, favorite line from a rap song. Um, Putting you on the spot here, bro. See, I did say I never sleep with sleep is the cousin of death because that is probably one of the That's lines that, yeah, yeah that just completely already, yeah. stands out. Yeah. Um, um, there's also like there's some great Andre 3000 lines, and there's too many to actually have yeah, pinpoint yeah. one. Um, especially old Andre 3000, like, you know. Um, Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Um, I don't know. I just I I just prefer Biggie. I think I, like there's nothing like nothing. Like too deep seated about it, I would listen to far more Biggie, and I think it's just a kind of mid nineties East Coast style that I kind of I go towards rather than what Tupac did, like especially later on in his career. But like early doors, like his digital underground stuff, I love, and then later on when he gets into Death Row and stuff, I kind of back away from it. Mm. Like back more too, conscious Tupac. Too much conflict. And too stuff. much conflict. You know, I, I like agree. conscious conscious Tupac is is. Like it goes Biggie probably conscious Tupac and then But it's later, nice to have later. the two of them because both people bring something different to the table and that's where you kinda favour a Biggie or favour a Tupac exactly. it shows exactly. two different sides. I, I, Biggie was so smooth. Yeah, I, I was would crazy choose Biggie smooth. Too as well. And I would choose Kendrick over Kanye also. Um not that it matters. <laughs> yeah. But um right, here we go. Here's the five questions All right, here just we go. to test your knowledge. Whose song No Role Models was released in September two thousand and fourteen? J. Cole. Correct. Um, what is Snoop Dogg's real name? Calvin. Calvin. Calvin Broadus. Calvin Broadus. I don't need the middle name. There's a uh, Cordoker. Cordoker. Yeah, but I don't need that. Nice. Um, but yeah, Calvin Broadus. Cordoker, more like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of five already. 
Which Post Malone song first released via SoundCloud? It resulted in a contract with Republic Records. It's probably White Iverson, isn't it? Was it was White Iverson, well done. Drake and Future song Jumpman is named after which former NBA player? Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. These are too easy, are you? You're just too good. It, You're just too good. I'm too good. <laughs> what can I say? Right, what final can I say? one, and I think a lot of people will like this one. Um, when I was picking the questions, I picked this one because I think you might know it, and that's fine because you get five out of right. five, and I thought you would have anyway. But somebody listening will be like, oh, I love this one. Five Dog, Q-Tip, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad were members of which rap group? Five Cock Quest. Brilliant. Five out of five. Oh, well done. Star. I wish yeah, I had a prize test. for you. I don't have a prize for you. Uh, um, I suppose. I like, pretend this is like a trophy or something. <laughs> that's the, the Oscar. That's the <laughs> Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> but look, um, we'll wrap it up there. Just quickly before I finish up, what can people um, tune into Finch expect in the future? What's coming up? Obviously, we have a big release recently, so. Yeah, so from my own end Bucky Spence and Loose Ends EP get everywhere you get your music good, bad, indifferent mm. it'll, it'll be there hopefully um, as for gigs to do with that uh, we're trying to get a launch night done I'm not quite sure when it will be mm -hmm. you'll fire, fire it out everywhere I think everywhere. the best thing to do here is head over to your Instagram page Absolutely. any updates are going to come through there and the link in your bio is it is a multiple link it gives you Spotify it gives you you know Bandcamp all the way down to your iTunes exactly. or whatever so Best thing to do is head over to Finch's Instagram. If you, if you like, if you like shit posting and <laughs> self promotion, it's the perfect place to be. Finch, can't Ross, thank you enough. Thank you very much. Thank you so thank much you. for having me.